BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars out on the road in Stockton, California, facing the Pacific Tigers. BYU improved to 13-3, and 2-1 in the West Coast Conference. After Thursday night's road win at San Francisco, BYU picked up the win 69-59. to The Cougars have now won seven straight true road games dating back to last season. That is absolutely awesome unbelievable. Elijah Bryant paced BYU with 17 points in the win. Yoli Childs who dealt with early foul trouble in the game finished with 13 points. A big contributor Thursday night was Jasheer Hardnett. The sophomore from Mississippi added 11 points. He was 4 for 4 from the floor. Now tonight the Cougars are in lovely Stockton, California home of the Pacific Tigers. Pacific 1 and 2 in the West Coast Conference. They are 6 and 10 overall. They're coming Coming off a loss Thursday, they were on the road at St. Mary's. Now, granted, it's Stockton and Moraga, not that far away, but they did have to travel back to Stockton to get ready for the game tonight. BYU swept Pacific last year in both meetings. Now, since the Tigers joined the West Coast Conference in 2014, the Cougars have beaten Pacific six out of the eight times that these two teams have faced each other. Now, the Tigers will be a different type of test for BYU than what they faced against the Dons. For more on that, Greg Rubel talked with assistant head coach Tim Lacombe about the contrasting styles from what they saw Thursday at USF to tonight against Pacific. Yeah, it's it's way different. Um, you know, San Francisco obviously shoots a ton of threes. They run their stuff at a breakneck pace. Uh, Pacific is, is way more uh, drive-oriented. I mean, they can make threes, but... Their game is basically spread you out, drive gaps, you know, find ways to get to the rim, find ways to get to the free throw line, really kind of attack the basket. So it's it's a big-time contrast. Coach Rose calls them a straight-line team. Yeah, no doubt. They're uh, really good. I mean, athletically, you know, they got guys transfers from Oregon, St. Louis, you know, big kid transfer graduate from Portland State. Um, he's done a, a good job of bringing a bunch of talent until they're uh, kind of getting used to playing with each other and, played uh, Gonzaga really tough you know for majority of the game in Spokane they played pretty well last night with St. Mary's for a big part of the game so it'll be a challenge had them to three points in the second half yeah yeah. down to three no question yeah they're they're a talented group and definitely got our attention now they only play about eight guys and uh, while there are a couple of guys you know only a couple really I mean uh, Towns and Williams are pretty much the only guys that are really back from what Damon had yeah it's it's kind of a tale of you know similar things both are they don't know a lot of our guys um you know and we don't haven't seen a lot of their guys or they're on film so it should be uh interesting to kind of get out there and get a feel for what's going on and be able to make adjustments BYU comes uh, into this one off a win at San Francisco, which now gives you seven straight true away wins dating back to last year. That's a pretty impressive number in and of itself. Yeah, I think that um, you know our guys have a real uh, excitement and a, an identity on the road. I think they enjoy you know going in and facing the challenge. And I can't say enough about their mindset. You know, just their mindset the other night going into that game. 
uh, against San Francisco and then obviously going to this one. I'm really excited to get out and play together. This team really likes each other and it's unique because I think our teams have always liked each other, but this team really likes each other on and off the floor. You kind of see that. At San Francisco, you guys led most of the way, but yet with under eight to go, you were playing from behind. So what a, what a, what a great grind to get that one done. Yeah, very rarely, particularly with Coach Rose's teams, um, you play seven, what was it, 738 without a timeout. Yeah. Um, and kind of had to just sub and make, make adjustments at media timeouts. And, um, you know, the guys just really bought into going back to the fundamentals of, of the defensive stuff we've talked about. Um, they, we got great stops down the stretch. Guys did exactly what they were supposed to do, and it was a real team effort. I mean, everybody helped. And what do you hope the value of that game is moving forward? Just that, um, you know, we've been in a lot of different situations, uh, a lot of different scenarios. Um, we've been up big, and we've been down big, and we've come back and found a way. And, um, you know, in most of those games to win. So I think it's just a, our guys understand the value of a possession. We, we really have to um, do everything that we can do on every possession to try to win the game. And they, I think they understand the importance of that. And you're winning games, scoring in the 60s sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a little different, yeah. but um, it, it's fun. And I think this guy, this team really enjoys defending. And uh, there's a real mindset of trying to take the other team out of what they love to do and make him do something else. And um, I think for the most part, that's been a really good uh, recipe for us to be successful. Whether it's San Francisco or Stockton, always good to see so many BYU fans in the stands, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. The Bay Area fans are terrific. Um, everywhere we go, you know, in, in the Bay Area, we get a huge uh, contingent of BYU fans, and they're really rowdy and vocal, and they hang around after to pat you on the back. And um, the guys love it. It's, it's amazing. BYU is really, really... Um, interesting that way. We went to Spain and had people, right? So it, it's amazing how, uh, the following and, and the support of this team. Coach Lacombe, thanks for your time. Good luck against the Tigers. Thank you, Greg. All right, that was Tim Lacombe, assistant head coach for the BYU Cougars. Appreciate Greg Rubel grabbing that interview for us tonight. And I want to go back to something that Tim mentioned. This is something we brought up on Cougar Pregame Live before. A lot of times in the conversations that I have with Mark Durant, who, by the way, is back on the broadcast tonight. We'll talk with Mark coming up in uh, just a few minutes from the Spano Center. But Tim was talking about the fact that they've won games in different manners. And I think that's a really important part to look at this year. When you look at the games BYU has played in, they haven't all followed a specific recipe for success. Sometimes BYU will blow a team out. Sometimes they'll you know, scratch and claw and win by two or three. Sometimes it's the offense that steps up. Other games, it's the defense. And I think what that shows is that this team is getting a lot of confidence to know that regardless of the situation that they're in, they can always fall back on another game where they were in that same situation. Say, so, you know what? Here's what we did this in this situation. This is what worked for us in that scenario. We can, we can apply that here. I think that is a big, big deal for a team like BYU that was coming into this year with, you know, with some unknowns and implementing some, some new guys that had been on missions. That's a big deal in my opinion. So it was interesting to hear Coach Lacombe talking about that and how they look at that as a really big positive for this team moving forward. I mean, if you look at what happened Thursday night on the road at San Francisco, BYU went through a dry spell in terms of scoring. It was San Francisco that got hot, but ultimately it was BYU's defense that 
was stifling enough to San Francisco down the stretch. Then the offense kicked in. I mean, it was BYU was down two at 55-53 with about eight minutes to go. From that point on, the Cougars outscored the Don 16-4. You say, well, 16-4 looks like that was the offense. It was actually the defense that spurred that on. So I, I think that's an important thing that we've seen out of this BYU team who's 13-3 and heading into this game tonight. All right, coming up, as I mentioned, we're going to head to the Spano Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip off with Cougar pregame live. 75, 66, a sock attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar pregame live. Getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Tigers of Pacific. Let's head out to Stockton, California, and the Spano Center side of our courtside conversation. Joining us tonight, Mark Durant. Mark, welcome back to the broadcast. Hey, hey, Jason, uh, always good to be back. It makes me sad when I'm not on. Of course, Terry Nashif uh, is amazing, does a great job, but uh, I get a little bit jealous when you talk to other other guys, though, Jason. <laughs> I, uh, I am sorry, and, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll try and uh, remember that next time. I apologize. Um, you know, since you weren't at the game Thursday night, I know you watched it or probably listened to it because I know you're a very loyal guy. What were your thoughts on Thursday's win over San Francisco? I absolutely did listen to it. I'm one of those, uh, you know, watch the TV, turn turn it down, and listen to the old Greg Rebell because that's the only way to listen to a game and watch a game. So I did that. And, you know, I thought I thought uh, I liked how BYU came out. Uh, I thought they played pretty sloppy latter half of this first half and uh, first ten minutes of the second half, and that caught up to them. And San Francisco, give them credit, stuck around, made some big shots to be in that game and take the lead late in the game. And, uh, I was very nervous. I mean, that, that's a that's a bad formula. It's a bad situation, and they, I've seen a lot of those games slip away from BYU. But one of the things that impresses me most about this team is late down the stretch, they seem to find a way. They buckle down defensively. They make big shots. Elijah was terrific. Jasheer, Yoli had some dunks at the end, and they and they really shut it down at the end. They've done that many times this year. I think that's a characteristic of this team. A lot of people say, well. They didn't do it against St. Mary's, and that, that's true. But uh, they they kind of finally played a team that does it better than they do, and uh, and uh, so they struggled with it. But overall, BYU has been great down the stretch. Uh, played uh, good good enough defense to win. Made the shots when they had to, and that's how you win road games. And that's you know that's not insignificant to to win seven consecutive road games. That's pretty impressive. And uh, they got a chance to get another one here today, and they'll have to, they'll have to play hard again. I mean, Pacific's not a great team, but. Got good athletes. You're on their home floor. They're excited about it. They want a big win. All right. Um, obviously, having uh, some, uh, plays some on the road. There we go. All right. We we lost you there for a second, Mark. But it, hey. it's it's funny because what you were saying is a perfect lead-in to my next question. We were having this discussion yesterday on BYU Sports Nation when we were recapping the game at San Francisco. And one of the things that I was saying was that the scenario that was playing out in that game was one that previous year's teams may have lost. I mean, you had a lead, speaking of BYU. You lose the lead, the offense can't score, goes cold. The opposition gets hot, especially from three, retakes the lead, has all the momentum. That was a recipe for disaster for BYU in previous seasons. The fact that they didn't let that get to them and, in fact, turned it up and went on a 16-4 run to end the game, that really says something to me about this group. 
Yeah, Jason, defense is, is hard to begin with. And then when you've got a team on their home floor that, uh, you know, they come back, they take the lead, feeling great about themselves, last couple minutes of the game, that that is extremely hard to turn that tide. And BYU has been really good this year with this team, clapping down defensively, securing rebounds, taking care of the ball offensively, making big shots on the other end. That's one of the hardest things to do. That's why you see so many times teams losing games on the road because it just, you know, it's it's uh, the harder you try and, and hold on to a lead, it, you know, the harder it is to hold on to it. And it, just, it seeps through your fingers. But this BYU team, you know, they've got some good leadership. I think Elijah is terrific as far as, you know, he hit a, a three and then took it to the basket on another one, five points in a row when BYU went down. and you know, if you if you can get certain kinds of guys on your team, I, I always go back to Travis Hansen. I always felt so confident late in the game. Just get it to Travis Hansen. He's going to make the right decision. He's going to go get you a bucket. I feel that way with Elijah. And then you compliment him with uh, a guy like Jashir who made some big shots. And, of course, Yoli who, you know, he, he finally said, okay, at this point in the game, I'm just going to overpower a guy. And he got a couple dunks. I mean, that, that was impressive. So you got to have the right personnel, the right mindset of guys, and then it, it's, uh, you know, it, it seeps out to the rest of the team. And then you kind of – then if you win a couple like that, Jason, you kind of start believing that you're a team that can do that and it gives you confidence. I worried what that St. Mary's game would do because that was a confidence, uh, you know, a, a, a game that could really sap your confidence. But uh, BYU, I think, bounced back nicely against San Francisco. One of the players that also had a really nice game was Jasheer Hardnett. Do you think he fits what Coach Rose is wanting in terms of getting consistent play from someone other than Yoli and Eli? Do you think Jasheer can be that guy? Absolutely. I think he's been that guy. I think he's uh, very solid, and he doesn't turn the ball over much. don't think he had a turnover against San Francisco, and he played the most minutes I think he's played and didn't have a turnover. And so quick he, he, he's he's not a black hole with the basketball he's always looking to, to get other guys their shot and uh but when the, the opportunity's there if you blink he's going to go take it to, you, to the rim and score on you and he's just it's just been so nice to have because he's a stable influence out on the floor i don't think he gives coach rose any heartache or uh and uh, i think he has full confidence in jasheer he makes good decisions and like I said, I mean, not everybody can be the superstar on the team. You have to have to have the role players that are, are doing what the coaches want them to do out there, not making mistakes, running the offense, getting the ball to the right guys in the right places. And uh, it, uh, that's really invaluable. I thought LJ Rose was kind of a similar player last year. And, you, you, just, you know, people want, if a guy doesn't score 20 points a game, they're, they're not a great player. But if you have a, a role player guy that makes other guys better, it's invaluable, and I think Jashir is that type of guy and had his best game, in my opinion, against San Francisco. Talking with Mark Durant from the Spano Center in Stockton, California, site of tonight's BYU Pacific basketball game. You'll hear Mark alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, with the call tonight. You'll hear both coming up in uh, just a few minutes, in fact. Um, Pacific, let's focus on the Tigers. Their team struggling, not playing great basketball. They don't shoot the ball well. They're giving up almost 80 points per game. What does BYU need to be aware of tonight? Starts inside with the big fella, seven-footer, Okonkwo. He's, he had a nice game against St. Mary's against Landale. And, 
you know, he's a he's a presence in there, and he's a senior guys, you know, playing really good basketball. So that's always a problem when you got a really talented seven footer in there clogging up the paint. And Yoli will have to be smart. Not four shots go into the body. Don't let him get the shot blocks. But the thing about Pacific is they do not shoot a lot of threes. When they do shoot them, they don't shoot a good percentage. So it's uh, I was talking to Greg earlier. It's about the old San Diego State days where it's just kind of drive to the rim, throw up a shot, then everybody crashes the boards and to try and get offensive rebounds, put it back. That's kind of their mentality. And they've got a lot of players that, that they can play that way. And so you really have to concentrate on blocking out and uh, – you know, being smart not to foul, not to put them on the free throw line. But the good thing about that is because they're not shooting a lot of threes, that, that that benefits BYU. That's what they're trying to do anyway is limit opponents' threes. And then also, if you do get the rebound, that leaves a lot of chances for transition and you can get it out because they're sending five guys on offensive boards. If they don't get it, they don't have anybody back, and that, that can really open up some stuff for BYU. So I really actually like this matchup for BYU. But uh, like I said, there's no gimmies in uh, West Coast Conference play. And, and uh, I watched some of the film against St. Mary's. And, and Pacific's more than capable of playing with BYU. Besides a BYU victory, what do you want to see from this Cougar team tonight? Is, is there a stat that you're paying close attention to or a player you expect to have a big night because of the way Pacific plays? Yeah, uh, I think both Greg and I think this is a good chance for T.J. Haas to kind of play a little bit better. And he had a week uh, in December. He played really, really well. And then he's kind of been up and down. And he does a lot of good things for you out there. But needs to produce a little bit more offensively. I think this is a good chance for, for him to have a nice game. But, uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed at times in San Francisco. I thought BYU made some poor decisions. We're sloppy, too many turnovers. So I'd like to see... They take care of the ball a little bit better on the road and then also have a more consistent defensive effort so you're not having to really play great defense the last seven minutes. Rather just you know play good defense, uh, get yourself a nice little lead so it's not so uh, nerve-wracking coming down the stretch. What was on the itinerary today for sightseeing in Stockton? <laughs> uh, well, actually, we had a nice lunch. The uh, West Coast Conference took us out to lunch with some the, the media guys from Ooh, Pacific and, and me and Greg and the, the the TV guys. So, yeah, I felt felt pretty important. We went to Dave Wong's. Dave Wong's Chinese, good stuff. All right, that's about that's about all I that's all I got for Stockton, Jason. That's <laughs> that's say it's enough said. Uh, thanks for the time. Love the insight. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Hey, thanks, man. See you. All right, there we go. Mark Durant joining us from the Spano Center, getting you ready for the Cougars and the Tigers. After a quick timeout, we'll look at today's playoff games. Oh, boy. In the NFL, you're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. About 35 minutes away from tip-off in Stockton, California. BYU taking on the Pacific Tigers. We'll get you back out to Cali coming up in just a few minutes. Let's update you on scores from the world of sports today. We will start with Saturday NFL playoff games. One going on. It's the NFC wild card game between the Falcons and the Rams. This game being played in Los Angeles. Six and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. So far, all Atlanta Falcons with a 13 to nothing lead. Earlier today, oh boy, 
The Kansas City Chiefs, my Kansas City Chiefs, lost to the Tennessee Titans 22 to 21. Chiefs led 21 to 3 at halftime. They get outscored in the second half. 22-21 the final score. Titans moving on. The Chiefs season is over. Earlier today at the Marriott Center, BYU women's basketball hosting Pacific. It's a really good game for the Cougars. They win 77-65. to They are now 3-1 and in West Coast Conference play. All Malia Nawahine did after scoring a career-high Thursday night of 23 was score a career-high 25 today. She played fantastic. Also, really nice game for Brenna Chase. She had 14 points. Sarah Hampson had 8 points, 13 rebounds, which is a career-high, and she tied her career-high in blocks with 9 block shots. Nice win again for the BYU Cougars. Speaking of the BYU Cougars, Talking about men's volleyball, however, they're looking to bounce back from last night's five-set loss to Loyola Chicago. They're taking on Lewis University right now at the Smith Fieldhouse. It is BYU leading in set number one, 13 to 12. All right, top 25 action in college basketball. How about this? Two days after upsetting the number four team in the country in Arizona State, Colorado does it again. They upset number 14, Arizona. The final score, 80-77. to Other finals from the day, it was Purdue over Nebraska, 74-62. to LSU upsets number 11, Texas A&M, 69-68. Texas Tech defeating K-State, 74-58. Seton Hall wins at Butler by three, 90-87. Auburn takes down number 22 Arkansas 88 to 77 Clemson defeats Louisville 74 to 69 game going on right now number 17 Kentucky with a 21 to 15 lead on the road at Tennessee also earlier today uh, this was a game that uh, Carter Malloy one of our uh, guys here on the broadcast was asking about earlier uh, Virginia eighth ranked in the country they defeat number 12 North Carolina 61 to 49 that is going to do it for Cougar pregame live coming up next we're going to send you to the Spano Center for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel you're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin BYU sports network Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Alex G. Spanos Center as tonight the BYU Cougars Road Show rolls into Stockton, California. With BYU seeking a weekend sweep and an eighth straight win on the enemy hardwoods. This is Greg Rubel joined courtside once again by former Cougar hoopster and Ironman Mark Durant. And it was, uh, it was one week ago today these Cougars endured some home court heartbreak versus St. Mary's on the heels of that loss. BYU needed to regroup for a two-game road swing that started Thursday at USF, and it was late in that game that things began to fall apart a little bit. But to mark, the Cougars flipped the script from last Saturday. They got it together down the stretch, finished strong, won the game by 10, chalking up another bounce-back win for Dave Rose and his guys. All three losses this season have been followed by a win in the next game. Hey Greg, I really enjoyed that game, and you know I wasn't there. Terry Nasher did a great job. But let me set the scene for you back in my home in South Jordan, okay? So 
The wife has the, some uh, young women's leaders over, so I'm banished to the bedroom. <laughs> I, I turn on the game, so I get to watch the game. And, and, and for Christmas, I got the, the Alexa stuff, you Ooh. know. The, so I, I'm laying on my bed there. I say, Alexa, turn on KSL Radio. Boom. Greg Rubel, Terry Nashif. I pause my TV a couple seconds, right on it. You're synced up. That's I'm, how you I'm do it. I'm on my bed watching the game, listening to you and Terry, and it was uh, fantastic. And I got a little nervous there uh, in the second half, but BYU has shown, Greg, they're, uh, number one, a really good road team, and number two, an ability to really finish down the stretch. And obviously St. Mary's was a hiccup to that, but overall this season, BYU has played great defense down the stretch, hit big shots down the stretch, and because they've done that, they they put together a really nice year so far. And you just want to do it again here yep. against a team like Pacific. You just can't afford to have any slip-ups. You got it. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Stockton on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Pull the score again. Just here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU and Pacific coming up top of the hour. Ninth meeting between these two teams since the Tigers joined the WCC. BYU has won six of the preceding eight games, going 3-1 and one in Provo and 3-1 and one here at the Spano Center. The Cougars have won the last three games in this building. BYU's last game here last year won't do much in the way of film study. A BYU returns only three players from the last meeting, and Pacific plays only two players who are part of last season's game. So BYU head coach Dave Rose now on the new-look Tigers and the looks he expects to see tonight. You know, I mean, Damon's done a, a heck of a job of trying to just improve the talent on his roster, and he sure has. I mean, you should watch film, and yeah, it's amazing. A couple junior college kids that uh, were really high-end guys that, uh, you know, played for the national championship uh, in JUCO last year on his team. And then he's got a St. Louis transfer, an Oregon transfer, a uh, Portland State transfer for your fifth-year guy. So he... Uh, he's, he's put his uh, his talent level, uh, you know, up up at the, a whole whole new level, and and you know they they still have an issue. Their issue is not a great three point shooting team, but boy, they can really drive it, and they can really get to the rim, and then second and third shots will be a real issue tonight. We got to just keep them to one shot. Now they, they don't shoot a great number from three. They also don't take a lot of threes. You t- you played a team Thursday that's taken 82 threes in three league games these guys have taken less than half that number yeah and and you know it's interesting because you, you think you got you know a, a, a kind of a read on what they do and and obviously Williams kid from uh, Long Beach State to transferred a year ago he he's one of their best you know the four men shooting it and um, and then you know Gallinat he's another guy that can really shoot it but for the most part, the rest of the roster hasn't, except the other night Tripp goes and shoots and makes three threes, you know, at St. Mary's. So um, Tripp's as good an offensive rebounder as you'll ever see. He, he's, I think he's got 58 or 59 and on the season, and our best has 40, and I think he's a pretty good offensive rebounder. So you can see that there's a, um, a lot of balls to be had, and we need to get them. On the flip side, yeah, you're, you're one of the better defensive rebounding teams in the country and lead, lead the league in that category. And we need to, you know, that, that t- 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 to me there's three things tonight. I mean, conversion, because if you turn it over, they lead the league in steals. If you turn it over, that ball is going to go to the rim as quick as possible, and so we can't, we, we got to be good there um, in conversion. And then, uh, uh, we, 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 you know, we've got to be able to guard their 
on-ball defenses, you know, because they just put their head down and drive direct line, and so we got to be good there. And then rebounding their misses is key. And they shoot a pretty good number from the free throw line, take a lot of free throws too. Well, it's because they're so aggressive. They're so aggressive offensively, and they attack, uh, you know, on that end. Uh, and and that'll be an issue for us. I mean, we're, we're you know, we we're, we don't have a lot of guys here. We, we need to, you know, be able to guard without fouling, stay in there, and uh, uh, and then and then show them a crowded floor so they don't want to really jump in there and uh, try to dive in there, and that will be a big challenge for us. Is there a little San Diego State to their game plan? We go back a day? Uh, a lot. I mean, yeah. I, when you when you start thinking, we talked about that today, that the uh, reminds me of some of those really athletic, you know, UNLV, San Diego State teams where – Getting the miss wasn't really the hardest thing. Yeah. It was getting the the, the rebound after Any the miss, yeah. and yeah. you know. So uh, ho- hopefully that our guys will be up for that. So the game you played uh, Thursday at uh, at San Francisco, uh, you know, kind of a character building experience down the stretch there to have you guys respond the way you did without any timeouts and and, and get that one done. Yeah, when, when you think of uh, you know, kind of our games on the road this year. Uh, you know, kind of reminded me a little bit of the Princeton game. We got to a point, and we got a little help in that game with the coach kind of mm-hmm. losing his mind and going to the free throw line and getting a little bit of a lead. But, but I, I think that uh, you know that that game the other night was uh, our guys kind of looked at each other and said, "Hey, you know, we we either going to defend this right going down the last seven minutes, or you know, we'll try and rely on just making shots." And and we held them to one or two baskets the last six seven minutes of the game. So. You're in a building where BYU fans uh, tend to turn out in pretty large numbers, uh, and you've seen it a lot of places, obviously. But this is one of those buildings where you've had pretty energetic crowds. I, I hope we get I hope we get a good crowd today. This will be a, a really uh, you know entertaining game. I mean, I I'm uh, you know I, I know Damon. I've had a lot of conversations with him and what he thinks of the league and what he's trying to put together here. And he's still under some uh, restrictions from uh, you know the probation, but. Uh, I really am impressed with this team, and we're, we're going to be in for a dogfight here tonight. All right, best of luck against the Tigers. Dave, we'll talk to you postgame. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose. And tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot, score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up and This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Spanos Center in Stockton, California, where tonight 13-3 BYU visits 6-10 Pacific. BYU 2-1 in the West Coast Conference, and Pacific is 1-2. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you, courtside or statistician, BYU's basketball media relations director, Kyle Chilton. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Drew Brackett. Thanks for tuning in on the new skin BYU Sports Network. On- over the air on KSL News Radio, also on network affiliates, and on the BYU Radio app, the BYU KSL app, the TuneIn Radio app, radio.org, and KSL.com. So, tuning us in tonight, 
Great to have you along for this evening's broadcast. To Mark, while BYU's nine-game win streak was snapped a week ago today against St. Mary's, another impressive streak is ongoing, and that's that BYU win streak in true away games. Now seven games in a row and counting. That's a pretty remarkable run. Uh, we once did a season together in which BYU won every conference home game and lost every conference road game. Winning on someone else's floor consistently is harder to do in college basketball than it is really any other sport. That's why it's the mark of a really good basketball team, the ability to win on the road. To me, it's like you, you just say, okay, home team, you get 10 points. It's 0 to 10. Let's start the game. That, that, that's the difference to me on the road. And a uh, couple of the characteristics I've found on good road teams are, are one defense and, and one rebound. So if you can do those two things really well on the road, you're going to be in games because offense is going to be hit and miss on the road. I mean, it's just the way it is. You're going to have tough offense tonight. It's like here, here at the Spanos uh, Arena here, it's extremely dark. It's weird. you got the rim the same color as the seats behind. I mean, it's just weird. They're, and Pacific's used to it. BYU's not. So maybe BYU shoots good. Maybe they don't. But what you can do is play good defense and rebound. They did that at San Francisco, and that was the difference. And it is true. Uh, this is a dim venue. And, in fact, if you look ab- uh, overhead here, there are three major lights that are part of the uh, uh, the court ring ahead that are burned out and not been replaced. Yeah. And so you're, you, it's a dim arena to begin with, and they've got burned out lights we've, that aren't replaced. We've been in almost every gym in the country, and I've never seen anything like this. It's like dusk in here. It's, it's and it really, never, and it really never weird. changes. It never changes. You're right. Yeah, a shooter looks at the rim, and he sees behind the rim orange. So it's an orange rim, orange seats. It's a unique environment, and again, very dark. Uh, compared to other games we will do. Right, when we come back to the Spano Center, we'll hear from a Pacific assistant coach, Luke Wicks, who will enlighten us as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up, no, the tip, no, the follow, yes, John! Let's head back live to courtside. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you here at the Spano Center in Stockton, California. Our board operator, Carter Malloy, manning things back east. BYU Pacific straight ahead. BYU coming off a Thursday evening win at San Francisco. Tigers were meantime losing at St. Mary's, but Pacific at one point was within three points of the Gales early in the second half before St. Mary's pulled away. Only eight Pacific players comprised the Tigers' main rotation, and of those eight, six did not play for this team last season. A short time ago, I spoke with Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks about the challenges and benefits of uh, bringing an almost entirely new group of guys together and the challenge facing those players here tonight. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just guys understanding each other's strengths, um, and that's offensively and defensively. Uh, I, I think kind of going at the, in the beginning of the year, we struggled a little bit at understanding what a good shot and a bad shot was offensively and, and where we want to get our guys the ball. Uh, to be successful offensively, you know, we can we kind of say on time, on target, but you got to hit him in the right spot. You're not going to throw it to your five, you know, if you know that uh, he's not very susceptible to catching bounce passes like our, our grad transfer Namby. We want to throw it up to the rim and, and let him go get it. That's what he does. He's seven foot. Um, so our guys kind of adjusting to learning how to play together on the offensive end. And the same thing defensively. You got to understand, you know, who's who needs more help. Um, you know, and who's kind of a defensive liability and, and different things like that. That Every team has, has a great on-ball defender, and I know when he's guarding that man, maybe I can be a little bit closer to my man. Whereas 
Um, if there's another guy out there on the perimeter that struggles to guard, I may have to give a little sooner help. You're coming off the St. Mary's game Thursday. You had that thing to a three-point game early second half. We battled and kept it close in the first half, which you want to do on the road. Came out in the second half and, and put a little shot in our arm, hit some shots, um, got some defensive stops, which was good. But at the same time against St. Mary's, as you guys found out, you know, you make a few mistakes here or there, they're so efficient and, and they're going to make you pay. So uh, we came off the corner a couple times and, and left some open shooters, and those guys knocked down big shots when they needed to. Did you expect to have a team this year that would be as dependent on free throws and two-pointers uh, as opposed to three-point reliance? You know, last year we didn't shoot the ball great, and uh, you know we thought we had a few more guys that could come in and knock shots down, and, and we've gotten open looks, and, and we have good shooters. It's you know, sometimes it's just about confidence and stepping up and knocking a shot down when you need to. Um, so, you know, we don't sit there and say don't take threes. We want to take open shots, and we want to shoot them aggressively when we get them. Uh, we've just been having some success getting downhill and getting to the paint and, and really pounding it inside. Offensive rebounds are a big part of your game, and yet BYU excels at, at clearing the defensive glass. Yeah, I mean, obviously when you go into a game, you'll see two strengths go against each mm-hmm. other, and we'll see what wears out. But, um, you know, we... we we kind of put that as a staple in the past couple of years that we want to be great on the offensive glass and, and we want to be really good on the defensive glass. And at the same point, we want to have our guards come down. We need our guards to come down and rebound and help our bigs out a little bit more. Like Jaleel is. That's, he's a great rebounder. Jaleel, uh, you know, he's kind of uh, our Draymond Green, so to say, so to speak. He does a really good job kind of filling the gaps of all the different things. If, if we feel one thing's kind of going awry in a game, we can slide him over a position and, and really plays a one through a four for us. So uh, to have him as a sophomore... You know, I know BYU fans probably won't like this comparison a little bit, but at times uh, I've been in the league for a while, and I kind of said, you know, he's kind of doing a little Kyle Collinsworth type stuff um, this year, and, and hopefully we can get him shooting the ball a little bit better than Kyle did it, it, throughout his career. But you know, Kyle was a heck of a player and did a lot of great things in this league. Um, so if Jaleel Tripp can can turn out to be half as good as Kyle Collinsworth, we'll take that. Right. Lastly, your thoughts on this BYU team coming in at thirteen and three, two and one in league? Yeah, uh, it's really quite an interesting you know and seeing them play the last you know what has it been six years since you guys been in the league five or six years seventh season now, seventh yeah. season okay well let's see how much see how much i know on that <laughs> but uh you know they, they've changed their style a little bit this year um they're defending really hard you know i, I think that might come uh from he Stroyer's influence on it uh, i know he's a he's a defensive guru does a really good job they're really defending you not playing nearly as fast as i i think they have in years past um but at the same time they're getting really quality shots and they're really playing to their strengths and i think their strengths are obviously childs uh, bryant and haas in those big three, yeah. the big three you got to go through them and you know they've, they've done a great job of uh you know adapting and adjusting to their personnel and and playing the right way and it shows in their record well, Coach Wicks, thanks for the time. We'll see you back in Provo. No problem. Thank you. All right, that is Pacific Assistant Coach Luke Wicks. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. And, yes, please, you're welcome to play along at home or in the car. The other night in San Francisco... BYU beat the Dons 69 to 59. It was the 86th time in the Dave Rose era that the Rose coached Cougars held an opponent to fewer than 60 points. Of those 86 games, how many now has BYU won? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Stockton, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, the BYU and Pacific tipping just after the top of the hour here in Stockton. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mind. The other evening at San Francisco, BYU beat the Dons 69-59. to It was the 86th time in the Dave Rose era that the Rose coach Cougs have held an opponent to fewer than 60 points. Of those 86 games, how many has BYU won? Mark, I feel like you have you take a stab at it. Let me ask you a question, Greg. What did I have for breakfast this morning? A donut. A donut. That's what I'm going with. A big, fat donut. That's how many teams have won. That's right. That means BYU's won 86 times. That's right. And the opponents won zero times. The donut right there. The Cougar Tip-Off Show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass Celia's three. Got it! Zach Celia's makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. It is time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. Back home, Braden Shaw having re-injured a seriously sprained ankle. He didn't make the trip. Dalton Nixon remains back home rehabbing an injured foot. And Ryan Andrus on the shelf with the knee issue. Elijah suffered Thursday at San Francisco. All right, that'll do it for our Cougar tip-off show. We've got the starting lineups and the opening tip of the game coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.